Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Fraser Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 10, Episode 9, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, which originally aired on November 26, 2002. Is this going to spoil the dramatic ending of next week's episode? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Sheck. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Curtis! Uh, it's okay if you guys break my heart. I'm just excited to be here. Uh, well, don't break my heart. That's no fun. I don't want that. Uh, also with us today is our punishment from God. It's Bradley Kirkston. The amount of times I've had to say don't break my heart to girls is really high. Really, really high. So I feel it. When you say have to say. No, no. Girls have had to say it to me. Oh, no. Oh, I've had okay. to say it to girls. I've had to now say it no, to girls. Now no one knows what's happening. No, it's totally fine. But I've had to tell lots of girls, please don't break my heart. Have you and another girl mutually said that to each other? That'd be kind of fun. Um, I mean, yeah, we kind of, yeah, that's true. What? <laughs> just, uh, just, that's true. Not not at the same time. That's, that's a true <laughs> statement, Curtis, that it's all a, of those words line up fine. We've never said it to each other at the same time. How about that? You mean like a jinx, you owe me a soda? Or you mean, yeah. like, well, you two are in the same relationship? No, that's never happened. First of all, it's jinx, you owe me a Coke. It's not, yeah, you I, can't just <laughs> generically say soda. <laughs> I just thought he said it because of licensing reasons. We're not allowed to say the word Coke. Yeah, I'm so. sorry. Is Coke sponsored? Coke's not a brand name. It's just the name of a drug that people give each other when they jinx each other. Right? That's what it is. <laughs> jinx, you owe me one drug. <laughs> one drug. That's what I'm saying. Don't say one drug. Just say Coke. Just be specific. We are we are a, a drug-free podcast. No, we're not. What? You told a whole story about drugs last week. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Maybe two weeks ago. Let me let me change that. We are an illegal drug podcast. We do not do illegal drugs on this podcast. No, mm. we're an illegal drug podcast, Brad. We do illegal stuff only. Yeah, illegal drug podcast definitely sounds like you are a podcast about illegal drugs. Yeah, it kind of sounds like we're an underground pod. It's peddling illegal drugs. Because when you think underground pod, you think Fraser. You think reverse psychology. Booyah. So how's everybody's Tuesday? Because this show releases on Tuesdays. <laughs> Everyone knows it's not a live show. Yeah, but I would think our audience thinks we still record on the day we say. So, Do they think we record in the morning? Yes. Brad wasn't here for the week that we uh, pretended that it was 2024 or whatever. Yeah, that was that was one of our worst bits. We should, we should do an actual show, though. Can we get into a real topic? We have some fun stuff this episode. We should pivot to the episode right now. No. Is that not what you wanted? <laughs> No, I want to talk religion with you two. <laughs> oh, great. There's nothing better than three guys talking about religion. I don't know if the viewers know this, but Brad is Jewish, which I think that, that's yet to come up once, right? We've never mentioned that. Not only am I Jewish, but I built a whole career off of being Jewish. What? <laughs> Why don't you ever talk about it? <laughs> You're funny. If there's one thing this podcast is known for, it's Brad talking about Brad. And we will continue to that, okay? In February, in March, in April, on leap years, on leap months. Only in Judaism do we have leap months. Is that a thing? A hundred percent. It's a leap month happens every seven years or sometimes five. That's not a joke. They, they use yeah, a seven-year cycle. It's crazy as hell. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. It's actually bananas. Well, it turns out when you track the moon instead of the sun, things don't line up that well. Correct. So like my new year was months ago. It was in September. The Jewish year is not as long as the year. No, it's actually longer some months, some years. Some months. Some, some months, <laughs> it's longer than a year. Oh my God. Some, some years when there's two Adars, it's a little longer. Yeah, because they have to do fill-in gaps because some of the holidays don't quite line up right. So they have to do some rejiggering. It's a whole fucking mess. It's it's just normal stuff. We solved calendars and you guys are like, you know what? I'm sticking with the thing we invented forever ago. We're literally in a leap year. I don't think we've solved calendars when we have a month that's usually less than 30 days 
and even when there's an extra day to the year, you still keep it under 30 days. What? Leap year is actually pretty brilliant. It's just annoying that they decided February is going to be short no matter what. It's a really weird thing that they landed on. You have to like remember a poem in order to know how many days are in the months. 30 days has September, April, March, and November. June and November. No, you just count your knuckles. <laughs> I know we like to riff on each other and give each other a hard time. We just like to razz each other. We like to razz. But here's the thing. I've thought a lot about how much I value your friendship and, and how much it would hurt me if you all died at, like right now. And so I'm going to I'm gonna be nice to you tonight. Why was that so threatening? If you died right this second. I'm not saying I wish your death. I'm not saying that I am looking forward to it. I'm just saying for now, while you are still technically with the living... <laughs> I want to be nice to you. And complimentary. Oh, uh, Dracula's come back. Brad, how do you feel to be on your deathbed? That was a very clear threat. No, look, I'm all about compliments. I actually, I wrote a poem. Can I can I share my poem with you guys? What? Yeah, I, mean, I wrote obviously, a poem. Obviously, yes. Okay, so here's my song about being nice to you guys. Wait, I want to jump on the nice train. Brad, I think this is going to be great, whatever you're about to do. I don't think it's going to be terrible at all. Usually, the things you do work well. I'm not pre-cringing at all. Here we go. You guys ready? Real quick, though. I know we're being nice to each other or whatever, but Curtis told you one time that you can sing and then you've taken liberty that you're going to sing every time from here on out. Is that what I'm hearing? To me, this situation is a blood-soaked, nightmarish hellscape. I'm not going to sing. It's a poem. I'm going to speak it. Honestly excited now. Thank you for being a friend. Traveling down the road and back again, your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you throw a party, everyone invited you knew you would see the biggest gift would be from me. The card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Yeah, it's weird that I thought you were going to sing that. Don't know where I got that from. <laughs> it's almost like it would have been better if it had been sung by a capable musician. Brad, you really know how to choose poems that would sound good sung. You sure do. Th- that's what I'm known for. I always got to represent my girl, Cindy Fee. Who? Cindy Fee. That's who wrote the Gordon Girls theme song and sung it. Are you saying the whole name? Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, Fee, F-E. I'm confused. You're saying somebody else wrote this? I thought you said you wrote this. You did say you wrote this. We wrote it together in the mid-80s. It was a collab. A Cindy fee sounds like like when an Australian's having too wild of a bonfire. The cops came by and charged him with a Cindy fee. Oh, having a Cindy fee. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't do that without an Australian accent. Oh, I am charging you with a Cindy fee. Oh, that works. There we go. Now I see it. Oh, can you believe it? I got I got hit with a Cindy fee. Oh, Curtis, we're doing Australians, not whatever that was. Oh, we're doing our Australian <laughs> accent, mate. I'm an Australian accent. I think Brad did better than Curtis. Well, that's just hurtful. I thought we were going to be nice tonight. <laughs> I'm complimenting Brad, but also I think it's true. <laughs> because I'm going to go put trip on the bar, man. Yep, yep, you're back, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> what a great Forrest Gump impression, Brad. We open with balloons released over Seattle. Fresh from open heart surgery, Niles is taking it easy and catching up on his soaps. Curtis, ding the upside down alert. What the actual fuck? Yeah, I got so but excited when I saw this, this thing in the episode. Started off, yes, hot. yes. <laughs> I love that. Clearly, we're on the second part of a two-part storyline. Uh, at least a two-part storyline. What was your first impression? Yeah, we got to get your first impression on yeah. this. Was, I mean, it was. This was one of those where you're like, "This is so bananas." There's zero indication he had heart issues the rest of the show, right? Like, <laughs> this makes no fucking sense. They just said he was home from the hospital. They didn't say it was a heart issue. What did you think it was before they said it was? Well, a heart yeah, issue? I, I got excited. 
excited right away. I was yeah. like, hospital, okay. this is weird. We're in we're in a yeah. storyline. That's great. And then they're like, heart surgery. Like, what the actual <laughs> fuck? And they go, Niles. You're like, what? <laughs> you mean Marty? They're like, no, Niles. You're like, oh, what? And, and, and then Gertrude shows up. It's all so weird. It's all crazy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in this episode, they never actually say what happened to his heart, right? They just said we have he no died idea. in the hospital. We have, okay. we have no idea. Good. That's what I thought. We know he was yep. perfectly fine before, and he's perfectly fine for literally the rest of the show but at least for two episodes there was a heart concern it's a wild thing like we've we've been doing this backwards thing and we've had some interesting finds going the wrong way around but this one i mean this is dramatic this is exciting they say episode eight is the time to do heart attacks of a season so i'm I'm excited i i do love that not once in any other episode going forward did anyone like check on his heart make sure he was okay see him at a doctor's office Ask him, ask him questions. Like, nope. Even when Marty has a hard episode, you think Niles might be like, I remember when I had a hard episode, which was not that long ago. The only reference we actually do get, so Daphne and Niles are trying to pick a name for the baby. And I think he references, he really likes the name of the nurse that cared for him in the hospital. And they don't make any other comment to elaborate on what that means. And I think, Ryan, you actually bumped up against that. And we're just like, I don't know what that's about. And here we are. And that, I mean, that would have been what, the end of this season, maybe even the start of next season. Yeah. That's crazy. That's absolutely bananas. We're not even 100% sure if this is what he was referring to. What if if there's another uh, time he's in the hospital for all we know? Just an (laughs) off-screen hospital stint. (laughs) Either way, he was wildly generic about it. We have no evidence to support what's about to happen. We just know that he's going to the hospital. It's also hard to tell if we're going to see it, not to jump around too much, but we we get a, a flashback into the hospital with Frazier. So there's a, there's a good chance we get none of the hospital bits. What if there was no previous episode? What if... That would be insane. The right way around. They just started the episode this way out of cold. <laughs> you know how sometimes in like the 90s and stuff when shows were ending, and I know the show is still another season, they put the episodes in the wrong order. What if we don't see the first one until like four episodes down the road? Well, Frazier does that. That's a Frazier thing. Yeah, we see that all yeah. the time. This is right after he got out of the hospital. Are we going to like have a couple of work hijinks before we get to the episode where... Niles has the heart attack. It would be kind of fun to see, like, if if Niles has a heart attack and then we just don't have him for two episodes, I would like to see what that the show looks like. Niles does a lot of the heavy lifting for you know anything Frazier's not doing, so it'd be kind of fun. Curtis, I have I have an English major question that I hope you could answer. Okay, Niles said he reads the books of Flambert. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. While you're describing that, I love that he stacks that up next to the soaps he's watching. Well, that was going to be my next thing. Me and Niles finally have something in common. <laughs> So the the books of Flaubert, that is basically what they call getting arrested for having a bonfire on a beach in Australia. You got books for Flaubert. Ah, Cindy Faye. Righto. I will say the soap opera life really suits Niles. Oh, Despite 100%. some of the things they, they pretend that he would do. Really, he he settles into it very smoothly, nicely. It, it wears well on him. You might think that he's a man that would feel too good for a soap opera, but it's got opera in the name. He's going to take to yeah. I wish they hit that note harder. That would have been funny. In this scene, we actually find out that Niles died. He was dead, according to Niles, for a little bit. Yeah. According to everyone. I mean, that's pretty much confirmed. Guys, will you please join me in a moment of silence for Niles? Uh, that doesn't work on a podcast, buddy. Oh. Moment over. Moment over. Thank you. Thank you for participating. That's just called dead air, it turns out. That's not it for uh, Upside Down Sleuthing, by the way. We uh, we find out Gertrude's been here for a while. Well, I want to talk about that, because mm-hmm. there is a kind of running bit in this scene, and only this scene 
where Daphne is sort of aggressively suggesting to her mom that she should move back to Manchester. Like, she seems really annoyed that her mom's around at all. Only joke she has the whole scene. Maybe whole episode. No, not the whole episode. The thing that's striking is this tack Daphne's taking of get out of here, mom. We don't really see it reappear until the finale of this season. There's not much of a reason for why we don't see it. It doesn't play into this episode, and it doesn't really play in her interactions the rest of the season. I will give them credit for at least bringing it up. It might take a while, but at least they brought it up again. I guess if you want to keep show canon in your head, the conversation they have in the later scene just really helps settle Daphne and she realizes some of the value of Gertrude. True. I guess that's what we have to believe because they should hit it at least a couple of more times before the end of this season and the fact that we never see her again after this season, (laughs) except once. (laughs) So stupid. The end of this season, they make a move to have her written out of the show. Like they're like, you are moving back to Manchester. And then they don't take it. No, she's not moving, but we're still never going to see her again. (laughs) They go out of their way to keep her in the country. It's so crazy. So as Niles is doing his annoying bit where he's so thankful for everything, it was so weird. But just like in this scene, sitting in it where you're like, this doesn't come up literally ever again. Uh, also probably a runner for this episode. Like Frazier doesn't react the way to Niles does. Like we know this has to wrap up by the end of this episode, but it's so fucking crazy that it was with a heart attack. <laughs> All of the effects of this should last multiple episodes. Yeah. Did they say heart attack or did they just kept saying he had an issue with his heart? They say heart episode and I yeah. don't, I'm just putting in heart attack because what could that possibly mean? I think we're assuming heart attack at this point. I do know that they literally and explicitly say open heart surgery. Yes, they definitely say that. They do. Curtis, I want to say you're a treasure and I don't say that enough. I've never been more uncomfortable in this podcast (laughs) in my life. Niles says that to Fraser. I think, is what it is. Oh, thank God you were quoting. Yeah, Yeah, I was hoping you guys would pick up on that, but yeah. uh, Niles says that's a direct quote. I think you're just valuing your friendship with Kern. No, it's a direct quote. Say it again? It's a quote, Ryan. It's a quote. Yeah, are you saying quote? Are you saying quote with a C? Curtis, I want to say you're a treasure and I don't say that enough. And I did not mean to creep you out <laughs> that was not part of the quote what's the one he does to rise because that one's nice when you're in that state you can find something to love even in the biggest jerk Roz, i want to tell you you are a treasure maybe i don't say it often enough but you are you love to see it if you're gonna bring that up you have to bring up that apparently he was so nice to people people called marty martina yeah well to I be mean, clear not just people generally it was it was clearly in the context of his cop buddies okay yeah you're right yeah well that's all of his buddies he doesn't have extra buddies we don't really know anything about his buddies yet do we they're all they're all cop buddies okay he'd squeeze one off in a dumpster with his (laughs) cop buddies that's what we know (laughs) frazier tells roz about his pact with god spare niles and frazier will no longer argue with him slide to the left slide to the right jump in the middle and do the coffee dance oh that's annoying i know we're supposed to be nice to each other but that's just annoying i understand you're you're running with the bit we we told you to 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 have a a line from your song every every time we enter the coffee shop we did establish that you were supposed to write new lines you weren't supposed to just repeat the same song that's not a bit let me finish no 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 it's weird that you did a great value version of your previous attempt (laughs) let me let me so much worse i actually have another line Line and I'm trying to do it. And you no turn to the left, that. and you turn to the left, and you and you bite the croissant. Bite the croissant. Bite the croissant. Brad, I established early on that I was going to be praising and uh, complimentary, and I wasn't going to just jump on down your throat. 
So I will just say- Good job, Curtis. <laughs> it, it seems like you've really tried to improvise something quickly. Yeah, you know, it's I am impressed. Normally, you're very bad at riffing. This time, you're just regular bad. Improvement. Regular bad Brad. <laughs> regular bad Brad. <laughs> yes, that's my new nickname. Regular Brad Brad. That is our compliment to you, regular Brad <laughs> Brad Brad. I like Brad. that I have a nickname that I can't even pronounce. So it's <laughs> going to be great. Or Curtis, apparently. This yeah, or Curtis. Yeah, this is going to be great for the show. Regular bad Brad. I got a real compliment for you. I know that you love some real string articulation. I know you oh, appreciate that in an album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that was the compliment? Yeah. Tell us about some of your uh, your particularly articulate strings. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, so nope. I didn't realize. That's it. Just teeing you up to show off your, your love of the strings. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love a good string. Um, I love a shoestring. I love um, a, a long string. I love a, a okay. string knot. I don't. Reg- okay. I don't regret this at all. Those were all real strings, like the string knot. <laughs> I really enjoy when Fraser is talking to Roz. And... You don't think God is going to strike Niles down if you get in an argument, do you? Technically, the way it's structured, he'd come after me. Seeing as how I was the one that initiated the deal, you see. But if, if I'd had more time, I might have worded things differently. But This whole premise I actually really, really liked. Obviously, Fraser addressing God, so funny. Hello, God, it's me. Dr. Fraser Crane. He gives his full name when he's when he's addressing our father who art in heaven. Wait, Brad, write this down because it was funny once. It was really funny the second time. So sometimes your stupid repetitive stuff will work. You can Thank find you, it. I believe in you. Even before that, when he starts telling the story to Roz, he goes, it's a really long story. Okay, I'll tell you anyway. It's classic Fraser. That is that is classic Fraser. When Niall sort of starts to attack what Fraser thinks is the great CD, like he thinks this is a great opera, great whatever, and Niles out the gate is knocking it and he kind of the way he's knocking it it almost seems like he knows Frazier likes it because he seems like intentionally like he's trying to be a dick and Ryan is it a good opera I know you've listened to it yeah yeah it's a CD but it's not I don't think CDs can be operas, but it's a great score. I know what I'm talking about. It's it's how you put your daughter to sleep, right? Listen to opera. Yeah, we want to be smart, so we, we play <laughs> we play 2003 operatic CDs. 2002, it's sorry. Two, yeah, my bar mitzvah year. Please don't get it wrong. Yeah, right. We play only opera music from Brad's bar mitzvah from Bad Brad's bar mitzvah year. You know what? Again, in the in the spirit of tonight, I want to apologize. Earlier, when I said the original air date, I mistakenly called it November 26, 2002. It should have been November 26th in the year of Brad's Bar Mitzvah. Yes. Uh, at the end when Niles and Daphne are like weirdly flirting with each other. He's so bad at flirting. Was he flirting? I feel like he was kind of trying to avoid flirting, wasn't he? I, I think that was his way of flirting. He, this I is like interesting, he, especially with how the episode goes, right? You can't tell if he was already skittish, if he decided to do that yet. We didn't know how skittish he was yet. So I took it as his way of flirting was just to be incredibly uncomfortable. But you might be right. Because we see him flirt in the no. future and it wasn't yeah. way off of, of Prime Niles. Correct. Did you think Nurse Naughty was an interesting nickname for, for Daphne's character that she has in the bedroom? Incredibly uncreative by the writers. Probably if it's Daphne. She doesn't seem super creative. I, I'm surprised they didn't give her like a British thing because they like to make comments about her being a foreigner a lot. Naughty's a British word. You know what, Ryan? I'm really proud of you for knowing the etymology of the word naughty. That's really impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it comes from knots, like uh, ship speed. And like string. <laughs> <laughs>
Nice callback. Nice callback. That was actually a good joke. Good job, buddy. We brushed past my favorite line when Fraser's talking about his deal. He goes, if I had more time, I would have worded things differently. (laughs) Yes. One one of my favorite lines of the whole series so far. Should we speculate how he would have uh, arranged things? Would would he have put Niles in peril? Or do you think he would have like sacrificed Marty? Or what do you think he did then? In the moment, he felt like he needed to to do this to save life. If there was no life in the balance, if it was just like making a deal with God, and he was like, I've got all day to hammer out these deets, I think he absolutely would have found a way to weasel out of any responsibility. I don't think he necessarily put it on Marty or somebody else. I think he would just try to uh, word it in a way where he just didn't have to take responsibility for his actions. I agree, yes. Yeah, you can see him kind of trying to figure out how to get out of it, even in this scene, and certainly the rest of the episode. Yeah, uh, he realizes, you know, he doesn't want his brother to do anything that he can't argue with him about. It's like part of his character. It is most of his character. Yeah, true. We get our first title card. Weeks later, and Ashley is still in a coma. Niles' doctor cleared him for regular physical activity and diet, but he chooses to continue down the path of caution while insisting the reason is his newfound wisdom. It's one of the funnier title cards. We've had actually back-to-back weeks on funny title cards. Ashley's in a coma is uh, going back to the comment he said in the previous scene about the soap opera he watches, and the character Ashley was in a coma. You as a soap opera aficionado, was that a big storyline for you, or did you know Ash was coming out any minute? So I did not watch that soap opera that they mentioned, but I have watched many that's like others. The, that's like the one, isn't it? Young and the Restless? Days of Our Lives. They, I don't mess around with Days of Our Lives, but I do like Sam through the Hourglass, but I'm a big General Hospital fan, or was, I don't really watch it anymore, surprisingly. That was like the first thing we knew about you. <laughs> it is very common for characters to go into a coma for long periods of time, and sometimes they come out of a coma, and they're completely different actors and actresses playing them, but no one no one comments on it. Well, first of all, if, if you knew somebody that went into a coma, and when they came out, they looked like a completely different person, you wouldn't want to embarrass them by pointing that out. You, that'd be rude. That'd yeah, be that's rude. true. And this podcast is all about being nice to each other on this episode. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there Good is point, a statute of limitations on this nice. <laughs> that's sweet, sweet, nice. Do you guys think you can be wise and play squash? That doesn't sound right. Sounds like those are one or the other. I think, I think squash might be one of the wiser sports, actually. Why? Defend. <laughs> <laughs> think about, like, who? what is the kind of person that plays squash? It's going to be a Niles or a Frazier type. Now, I'm not claiming they're wise, but I'm just saying those upper echelon people, like, at least th- some of them have to have some kind of wisdom. I think you could say that about any activity of any kind. Say it about uh, tarantulas. Not an activity, but, I mean, probably some of the tarantulas do have wisdom. They've been around the block. I will say an activity and you tell me if you think it's wise or not okay or wise people can do it i was gonna say the activity is not wise to be clear everyone okay you ready i'm ready all right walk a dog well i'm sure there's some dog walkers that are very wise some of them walk like 15 dogs no, they, they must dog have some wisdom okay trotus i gotta say i love that you were able to come out and stereotype all dog walkers very quickly and very accurately let Good me job. be very very clear about this because i know that the this world is packed jammed with dog lovers and dog walkers this world is nine percent dog walkers. Yes. And probably a lot of them listen to the show. It's important that you go after our base. This is very clear. When I say that dog walkers are not wise, I mean all of them are tied for dumbest person on the planet. <laughs> no value to anybody who walks a dog. Just none. Technically, wisdom and intelligence aren't the same, but... Uh... This is what happens, by the way, when I spend the first half of this episode just bottled up, you know, wanting to, to push back on you guys, <laughs> and all I've got is I have to lash out at most of the world. Against dogs. Can I do one more? And this one's really niche. Yeah, you can do the niche thing. Okay. Signing into your appendectomy. What? Well, did you say logging into your appendectomy? What are you talking signing about? Signing in? Signing in. Signing in. Like, yeah, checking in in the morning for your appendectomy. 
appendectomy. That's the activity. I don't think you sign in. Yeah, you, you sign in? in. When was the last time you signed anything? Is this like a difference between online and inline? I think so. Sorry, you're checking in for your appendectomy. You, How about you that? You don't think anyone checking into their appendectomy, an activity normally reserved for older people. You don't think any of them have any wisdom whatsoever? Well, it's your job to tell us. Yeah, I'm going to come out and say some of them are wise. So how about that thunder in the scene? It is raining. Yeah, and it's actually a plot point. That's <laughs> yeah. so great. They, they even go as to say that it had been raining all week, which feels yeah. true for Seattle. I, I commented early on in this podcast that we're never going to see rain again. And I was wrong because the end of the series, they have lots of rain. But I should say, we go through, we, we go through a dry It's been nice in Seattle for over a season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So funny to be to counter someone who came out of a art issue. That's when they decide to use the rain. Yeah, I mean the timing is pretty impeccable by that thunder. You mean God? That was played by the character God. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know who starts thunder. It's 2002 in this episode. That would have been really funny if in the credits of this episode they had a character named Thunder and it was played by God. <laughs> <laughs> What if it was real thunder? Like they didn't pipe that in. It just happened to be a thundery day and that it struck right then. It somehow got through the studio walls. (laughs) Yeah. You think it's a studio? You don't think it's an awkwardly made apartment? I mean, it's definitely an awkwardly made apartment, whether it's in a studio or not. (laughs) Niles riles Frazier by calling his radio show and usurping his advice giving duties. Frazier turns to the therapeutic healing of hitting a children's punching bag. Since I'm the king of logistics, I think this is the first time we've been to the radio station since our last Julia episode, right? Which was like two weeks ago. Three episodes ago. Three episodes ago. That's a long time to not be at work. Might have been two episodes ago. It was really recent. It was three. It was the Sneha episode. We've seen so much work this season. Like season 11, he barely had a job and he had two. But this season, he is constantly at work. He went three weeks without working, right? Have you ever gone three weeks without working? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) When you're going to have to take some time off soon when eventually Eventually, you know, that that baby that's on the way is going to come, right? Yeah, I mean, I could get fired. You don't know. Jesus. Well, you can, Kurt. That's the thing that employers have. They have the right. You're always on corporate America's side. This is one of the episodes where I was more keen on Frasier, more mad. Like, just all of my anger and vitriol was directed at Niles this episode. Even Marty wasn't, like, that annoying this episode. You know what it is? It's that mutually assured destruction. You know, Frasier cancels out Niles. They're both basically the same person, but when put together together they cancel each other out and become a neutral we can enjoy and laugh at when one is not participating in the repertoire you just wind up with um really annoying niles running rampant yeah it was it was not fun it was really not fun it was really not fun like it's not supposed to be and they actually do a really good job there but it is not a fun episode i did like curtis the way you tried to use the word repertoire and i hope you continue to say it that way thank you brad so how did you guys feel about the repertoire between fraser and the he beat that clown's ass. I mean, the clown was still standing at the end. Yeah, so same. Really. clown didn't stay down. So the thing is, he might have beat that clown's ass, but you beat it down, that thing pops right back up. I genuinely Googled what that thing was because I was like, it can't just be called a punching bag. There's got to be some other word for it. There is not. Well, it's not a bag. You can tell it's not a bag, so. Well. Punching bags hang from the ceiling, famously. Sure, but that's still what they call it. Unless unless I'm wrong and there is a name that I just couldn't find. What would you call it? A weeble wobble. Weeble wobble. That is not a weeble wobble. Weebles wobble and they don't fall down. This is an adult weeble wobble. It weebles and it wobbles, but it doesn't fall down, Kurt. I'm going to agree with you because I'm being nice today. <laughs> for real, though, how did you feel about the, the clown punching 
you know, next to the Niles annoying bit. I think that the, the idea of him taking his anger out on something is fun. The I almost wish they'd gone with something more substantial because as funny as it might be that he's like taking his anger out on like a children's toy, it just doesn't have enough fight in it. And it doesn't come back quick enough. It really doesn't. It's really deflated. Yeah. Like, it's not satisfying. I actually like that they kept going back to it. And it wasn't just a one-time thing. They went to it three times in the scene that like it be- it really became part of the scene. I did like that. That's where I, I, I disagree. I, they're just, you didn't feel the weight of the punches like you could have with a lot of much harder objects. And it just didn't land. Like the punches yeah. landed, but the joke didn't. Well, like always, Ryan, let's just respectfully disagree with each other. On this one day, Brad, sure. Oh. Okay, now hug. Boop, boop, boop. That's our hugging noise. What? (laughs) (laughs) Too weird to even comment on. It was so far afield. It took me so long to process what the fuck happened. Oh, Brad's transitioning to some weird new thing. Oh, no, he's commenting about the current situation, obviously. I think this was telling that Frazier thinks he's going to win every mental argument with Niles. I thought that was that was a fun comment that I don't shouldn't ring true. Niles wins plenty of times. Okay, but these are in Frazier's head. Have you ever lost an argument in your own head? Oh, yeah, it's embarrassing. You should see me punch clowns in in my head. It's as embarrassing as Frazier's. Talked about this before. That's one of my my big fears. Can't take down a, a plastic clown. Daphne reveals to Frazier that she also made a pact with God and as such is stuck charitying those horrid pores. Gert gives surprisingly astute advice for how Daphne can lure Niles back to bed. Ryan, we're at your favorite apartment. I know how much you love Niles' apartment. Yeah. You know what? I do like this scene, though, because we get a couple of rare interactions. You get Fraser and Daphne and Daphne Gertrude. Yeah. You would think you would get more of Daphne and her own mother than you do. You would think that, and I actually thought this scene for those two and their relationship was very nice, and I actually... Mm-hmm. I, and I love Rachel and Daphne both having their weird hangups. It starts out hot, too. What are you doing? You'll think I'm silly, but I'm donating food to the poor. Why would I think that's silly? What does that say about me? No, I, I was just going to say... I do my bit for charity, you know. You have no idea how many vacations I've bought at silent auctions. We we should also point out that Fraser came there thinking he was picking up Niles, but Niles went to the house himself. They obviously were not on the same page. They seem to be implying somehow this problem where Fraser isn't pushing back against Niles has somehow caused this misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Correct. logistics. Like, wh- why did they both think they were meeting at different places? That doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. They just have both have a lot going on. I think that's good. That if you just say, oh, they're so distracted with their stupid shit that's going on in their own heads. Like, that is a real crane thing we've seen. You learned some information in the scene. About the brother? Yeah, about Did the I? brother in jail. Yeah. I think we, we kind of knew that. I mean, the fact that he was in jail doesn't, like, it wasn't a shocking bit. You're just like, I met the brothers. They got a six-year-old drunk. That's the first thing I met about them. <laughs> like, this this fits the bill. Yeah. I think one might be maybe gay. Maybe that was just, like, a weird yeah. jail thing. Whatever. I couldn't tell if he was gay or a jail thing either. I got the impression that he's genuinely gay, but also a jailbird. So both can be true. Fair enough. I got, enough. I got the impression that he wasn't gay going into jail, and now he's gay coming out of jail for, for life. What gay got because he's with, I think it was a rhyming name. I was going to say Ferdy and Gertie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking why you think he's gay now. That's 
clear. They they say it. I'm asking why you think he wasn't gay going in. Ah, uh, just the delivery of the lines. It was just like, I don't know. That's the vibe I got. It was a vibe hurt. Well, here's the line. Audience, you decide. You've got to seduce him. Use your feminine wiles. That's how your brother Billy landed Kevin. Well, sharing a cell helped. I like that. You should do more of that. That's good, Kurt. I have a really important note on this scene, and that is that Gert uses the word piffle. I'm not babying him. I'm just giving him the time he needs. Oh, piffle. What is the word? Piffle. 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 Oh, I kind of just thought she was calling Daff piffle. I thought that was like a cutesy nickname. I don't think so. Well, what is the definition of piffle, Kurt? Is our English major, and in this case, our British major. It is a, a small bird that you cook on the barbie in Australia at a beach <laughs> bonfire. And is any of that true? All of it's true. Everything I say is true. I'm played tonight by God. Oh, I love your thunder work. Boom! <laughs> You know what? Uh, not always. I don't always love your thunder work. <laughs> Hardy confronts Niles about his overly cautious risk avoidance. Niles admits his fears, but takes to heart that it's time to live life again. I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's because I share a lot of the same letters of, as this, but I think rye flats sound great. Really? I think they sound nice. I think I would enjoy a rye flat. You should go get a rye flat. Tell us how it is, but it did not sound good. I don't think I would. I wouldn't eat it alone. I would put like some cheese on. I would put some jam on. I would jam it up maybe. Maybe, maybe peanut butter. You have to eat it the same way. As your friend, as somebody who is, is going to be nice to you today, I would just say, you're exactly like a rye flat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heart healthy. That's right. You weirdly liked matzah when I would have matzah for the Jewish holidays. So it kind of, you know, they're both bland crackers. I buy matzah at least once a fiscal. I know you at do. Least. Maybe, maybe once every, you know, maybe biannually. And I'm the only person in my house that eats it. You do have a thing for dry crackers. So maybe, <laughs> maybe you're right. Brad, that's what he likes about us, too. Yeah, that's... Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Curtis. That was a good one. Dry Crackers, Brad and Curtis, the movie. So that's your rap duo. <laughs> oh, that is. Well, should we just end it on the best joke of the year? Should we, should we just leave the pod for the night? <laughs> I guess we can talk about how we think the heart issue is is due to a cheese incident. Well, I think that's a, a fun line when Niles is competing with Marty for who had the closer near-death experience. I know what it's like to cheat death. That's true. Although I think I got a little closer than you did. Oh, really? Well, let's see. I got shot by a gun and you ate a bunch of cheese. <laughs> Which may be excited for the episode beforehand, so we'll find out what happens. What's the wildest cheese you guys have had? I once had a an American cheese that wasn't a craft single. I've had some cool cheeses, but not ones coming to mind, so me and Cordy once went to a like Tapa place and there's this cheese that it's called like Flame On or some shit. And we're like, Well, let's get that. Sounds like authentic Spanish tapas. <laughs> they brought out like a pizza dish of cheese, like just a block of cheese, and then they fucking lit it on fire. I was like, what what is going on? I think in Spain they call that paella. <laughs> My god, it was it was like enough cheese that I probably would have had a heart incident if if we finished it. So thankfully we didn't. The flame was fun though. I will tell you, the more cheese that gets lit on fire, the better my night is. This is gonna anger you, Ryan, but there has never been any food or drink that was lit on fire that I didn't enjoy. That is uh, egregiously upsetting. We don't have time to get into why that's so maddening, but I know it is. I know this is a real this is a real knock against you 
you and your character on a night where we're trying to be nice to each other. I really am sorry. Apology not accepted. Just to wrap up this scene, I really enjoy at the end when Niles is like signaling that he's he's moving forward. He's no longer going to play it safe. He's not going to be the weirdo he's been. And he's like, I don't need those rifles. I'm leaving them here. And, and yeah. Marty's like, no, you're not. Get those out of my house. I, I did think that was very funny. I did think. Don't move past the, the, the rest of the scene because first of all, this is, this is easily Marty's best work top to bottom, both comedically and as a dad. Here's the thing. You have said this comment now a couple times. This is his best work. This is his best as work. Always, as always, if you, if the bar is low, you can raise it multiple times. It's okay. I think it's just your way of saying that he's growing on you. You can admit it, buddy. We won't no, judge I, it. I will, tell you, I will tell you, his comedic line I loved was, I kissed death on the lips and death was also a girl. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> He says it's great, it's funny, it fits his character. It's insane. I love the idea of him kissing death on the lips but being so manly he would never admit it because death was a boy. (laughs) Then he does a genuine good job of kicking Niles in the ass in the right way at a time when he needed it. Absolutely. And this is the last time we see Marty be a father. (laughs) I don't think that... Literally, the last episode we saw, he had a nice moment with his sons. You mean when he was talking about how big Daphne's tits were? Yeah, I remember. That wasn't last episode. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the last episode. Oh, sorry. No, no I'm no. not going to defend last episode, Marty. That's no. indefensible. Uh, the last episode, when, which, when, I, when, which I when, remember. Okay. I don't remember. It's fine. I wish that Niles was brazen enough to leave the Riflats. I think that would have capped off the scene nicely. You just wanted him to do something against his father. You just want the Riflats to stick around as part of the show. Yeah. Maybe Marty would have made it into the new seasons if he ate more Riflats. Wow. <laughs> In an elevator, Frazier invalidates his pact with God. In return, gives him blue balls by denying him a chance to confront Niles. I am now going to yell at my brother. <laughs> he was really excited to stick it to his brother. Frazier's super tolerable all episode because he's holding it in, not lashing out at, at Niles. So when he does let it out, it's almost like you pop a zit, right? Like it's this really satisfying moment, even though he's talking to just some random person in an elevator. It's great. I thought he was by himself. Was he talking to a random person? I feel like he was talking to a person. I think he was talking to God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Love Fraser's line. Well played, God. I'll see you at Easter. Yes, that was great. <laughs> Never has a religious line spoke to me more. I like when Niles uh, takes one last dig at Fraser because Fraser's ready to let loose. And I was like, too late. Marty already got me there. Like, heard it all. I know what I need to do. And then he goes, I'm surprised you didn't say anything earlier. Yeah, that was really funny. It was good. Yeah. Was, I think the pacing of that line is just really nice, right? Like the way mm-hmm. that they structured this episode, some lines that shouldn't land so hard are just really funny. And that's one of them. Absolutely. Niles races home and accidentally jumps into bed with his mother-in-law. Undeterred by this horrifying event, he runs down to bang his wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like when your intro is basically the whole scene. This was your best one yet, Kurt. You're doing it. You're figuring it out. I'm glad we got to see the naughty nurse. A little campy, a little cartoony. Am I supposed to believe that that's her real outfit or is that her sexy time outfit? Either way, it's ridiculous. No way that. That is a legitimate nurse's outfit. That is a Halloween costume. A very cheap one. Well, we don't judge the quality in this episode of the costumes. I'm judging the quality of the costume. I'm judging the quality of everything. That's what this podcast is, Brad. No, we are a nice (laughs) podcast now.
now, and we only say nice things about the characters that we follow. Mr. Shecklin. Curtis, can we snap at him yet, or should we hold on? No, we gotta hold it together for one more scene. I'll just say that I really enjoy Niles making the choice uh, triumphantly to carry Daphne into the bedroom and only makes it two steps, and they just kind of hold hands walking in. I'm a little surprised David Hyde Pierce can lift Daphne, and I'm very surprised that Niles can lift Daphne, even hard incident or not. I think she's got weight on him. Frazier annoys Roz at work, so she leaves the punching bag clown in charge of producing the show. I actually thought this was the dumbest. I hated this. I thought this was the worst one. Till we saw the clown, which again, didn't, especially didn't land here. I just, no. I just found myself saying, what is this? What am I watching right now? <laughs> it just, it, yeah, I was like, this has nothing to do with anything. And then the clown. Why, why do they have random Chinese food? Why yes. are they, you know, struggling to get work done? Like what, I don't understand what any of this has to do with the context of the episode. And then the payoff is, Remember the clown? I hated this so much, but the way we're talking about it is actually making me appreciate it more. I'm like, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. No, it was, it was that bad. You said it's the worst one we've ever gotten. I and think that it is, is not true. In the Anne episode, he's at the dinner table by himself and a complete stranger comes in and shows him pictures. And that one never made any sense. We never even figured out what that one was. <laughs> I, I was oh, that's I, right. I liked that one though, because it was so weird and I didn't get what was happening. Like, I had no idea what was happening, but it was like, I'm at least willing to watch this weird interaction this one was just mostly them doing work and eating chinese not eating chinese food having chinese food and kind of doing work i think the difference is that one that you talked about it felt like they didn't try at all this one seems like they attempted to try and this is what they came up with yeah i don't this one was so confusing they're like there's just no way to use the clown what if they ordered chinese okay that solves all of our issues well we know how you feel about the final scene but brad did you like this episode just like a waterfall it had its ups it had its downs but really When I I think of this episode, I think of the good times. I think the good bad times. I think about the appreciation. And I think about all the good times. And I think about all the jokes that we heard. (laughs) Brad Curtis is stuck in a loop. This is my nightmare. At the end of the day, after careful deliberation by the Council of Brads, I'm going to give this score a solid B+. Now we know it's the Council of Brads. Are they all named Brad? Are we still complimenting Brad? Because Brad... Congratulations saying 95% of deliberation. That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, the Council of Brads, I can tell you two of the 18 members right now. Brad. Brad Brad. Bradway. No, it's it's myself. You don't have Bradway on this list? Very quick to dismiss Bradway. The two I'm going to announce tonight, and maybe every episode or every other or every third episode, I'll announce two more. Currently now, it is myself, Brad, and it is Bradley Cooper. I got him in it. You know what's going to happen next episode? He's going to announce two more names, and they're going to be Brad and Bradley Cooper. Oh, that's that would be annoying. Me and Bradley Cooper have the same dermatologist. I don't even care enough to find out if that's a joke. <laughs> Obviously, it's a joke. He's from Philly. Uh, for me... Wait, did the Council of Curtises deliberate? On my own council, I'm ranking this episode 14 out of 39. Oh, hey, that's a different number. Hey, good work, buddy. That's a different actual, number. Actual good job. This is still sort of a middle of the pack. It, was, it, it had a, some good notes. It had some not so good notes it's middle of the pack but a higher end i'd say than some of the schlock we've been getting did you just make up a word what schlock you know the word schlock i can't help you if you just don't know things schlock is like is that when a shek gets really drunk they get schlock well it's when an australian shek gets schlocked and starts a fire on the beach oh, i've gotten schlocked ryan no as real quick what is what is yours anchored around what's what's 14 sitting next to fraser makes three we we're not going to be better than my boyfriend right the oh, frank makes three is great that's that's 13 lower i would say i'd 
rather watch this than The Doctor Is Out. We, you know, Peace Two is my man, but I would rather watch this one. That's fair. And Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I think this is tough, right? Because Niles, the central point of this episode is Niles is annoying, but on purpose, and he is doing a really good job. But it is really, really annoying. Like, it's hard to tell if the writing is so good that they're nailing it, or they've tipped it too much, and it's just too annoying to watch. Like, we're really right on that line. So I'm gonna genuinely give him credit, and I love everyone in this episode. Frasier, Marty, Gertrude, like names that I normally don't say. Uh, I was gonna say. I think Roz is the weak point of this whole episode. Again, if you're discounting Niles and what he's doing. And then No Daddy, so that's great. So I think I gotta go... Eight one. Okay, it's definitely not top tier, but it's 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 good. It, again, maybe it should it should probably should be higher, but it's just so hard because Niles is so fucking annoying. Well, Ryan, now for a recurring segment, it's called Daddy Do or Daddy Don't. Was Daddy in this episode? <laughs> it better not be. I I enjoyed my time without him. There's no. Oh my god! Why would you ask though? You haven't asked in a while. <laughs> I am not. I am not rocking back and forth. I am handling my business like a normal sane adult who can see dogs. <laughs> Why would you ask? Why would you ask? Well, you you mentioned him. So maybe I'm just trying to mess with your head. You stick to a script. You write everything down. Oh, I'm going to say he, he's not in the episode because I said that already. You're sticking with your guns. Final answer, Regis. When Niall Shut up. comes home, one no. of the first things he does and one of the first signs that he's been changed and that he is too nice to people is he says hello to Eddie and gives him a little pat. Yeah, I did see that too. I don't know if you're joking. I don't you know can if you're check the tapes. With it. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to live in misery. I thought you were messing when you said he wasn't in the episode. I th- thought you were trying to be funny. No, I knew he was dead serious and I... I- Now for our real segment. The Christian God, being roughly equivalent to an Arabic genie, made deals with Fraser and Daphne to save Niall's life. But what kind of a deal will she give us? We are going to enter into God's grand bargain. We will each be given two possible miracles to choose between. However, each one comes with a stark sacrifice. Brad, you are going to tell Ryan his miracle. Right. Your miracle was uh, harder to come up with because you're so generic. That's why we call you Rye Flat. I could have gone <laughs> something corny like, you know, the miracle is you fall asleep at night and you get some rest. Or <laughs> That's not a miracle, but God can deliver oh my god could you could you imagine i know what your dream scenario is and that is to get paid to not work literal dream i'm gonna give you a another dream that i know you have because you again are pretty corny so i know exactly what you like and that is your perfect dream house you you finally did it all you have your perfect dream house it has uh, a moon bounce inside it has a ball pit inside water slides i was not on board but this actually sounds dope brad it has it has a movie theater it has everything that 12 year old Ryan liked watching on MTV Cribs. You're really gunning for eight year old Ryan because, like, a moon bounce doesn't show up for I think 12 yeah. or too big already. But, like, I am loving this. I'm not going to lie. It has everything you want. What's the catch? The catch is the Steelers will never, ever, ever win another playoff game again. So my current life. Yeah. <laughs> just never, ever happen so, again. From Mike Tomlin, I'll just be our coach forever. Who I do love, <laughs> but we're just, it doesn't feel like we're going to win a playoff game ever again. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you what's behind door number two. Am I taking a deal? Yeah, you have to choose between one of the two of us. Uh, this is fun. Ryan, I've whipped up a miracle even better for you that your kid, and should they ever show up, the other one that's on the way, will never get sick again. Oh my God. Not so fast. Because it does come with a price. 
price. You will have to eat a bland and boring diet. No sweets, no meats, and no processed foods of any kind ever again. Kurt, I'm telling you right now, I might do, I might just do rye flats the rest of the way. If they <laughs> never, never get sick again. This is interesting because you guys have attacked the two different realms. Like Curtis went hyper practical, which is weird. It's a change of character for him. And Brad went for fun stuff. <laughs> Really, really swapping roles on this. This is wild. Yeah, it's hard to imagine how you two came up with this. I think I'm definitely. Oh boy, this is tough though. I don't want either either negative, and I, I like I don't need either positive. Like kids get sick, it's fine. My house is fine. I don't need a bounce house, but like I'm not. It would be cool. I'm really I'm really focused on the negatives here, and I'm gonna have to. I will live a Curtis diet the rest of my life. Curtis, you win. Whoa. You were on the other way with that one. I'm not taking a Steeler playoff loss every year. Are you out of your yeah, fucking mind? I, yeah, I had a feeling I wasn't winning that one. Although I don't know if I want to, but yeah. <laughs> I care so little about sports that I could not even conceive that like I didn't even remember what Brad's thing was as a negative. I was like, what could it like food? Food's bad. I'm not gonna I'm not losing the playoffs every year of my life. Are you oh kidding? That sounds horrible. I think I'm a Browns fan, man. You'll be, you'll be fine. Like it also in my head, like if I'm only eating bland food at some point, you know, like I assume for you, Kurt, like when you put salt on something, it's like, oh, how adventurous. This tastes so good now. Like I, I don't just like really spicy food. <laughs> shitty, shitty spicy. <laughs> okay. I'm up next. I want to hear, Brad, uh, what have, what miracle have you got in store for me? Curtis, one of the great things about you is you really care about your friends and your family and you like seeing them a lot. Doesn't sound right. But you don't really live near anybody. So my miracle to you. Oh my God. Are you going to give me a teleporter? Yes. You get a teleportal to be able to visit whoever you want, whenever you want, at any point, at any time. Right. This is going to be a hard speech. It's amazing. That's ah, fine. I got you. Your sacrifice, all sandwiches, and included in that is bread. You cannot have any sandwiches or bread ever again. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm concerned now. I can't have any sandwiches and no bread? Yep. But forever. He can, but, but he can teleport? Yeah. Oh, no. I can teleport to Paris, but I can't have a baguette? Yeah. Guys, I'm weirdly good at this game. Oh, my God. You are weirdly good at this game. I wasn't even in that ballpark, man. I'm starting to think you are, in fact, the devil. Is what I'm thinking. You kind of got genie vibes, Ryan. Ryan, you've got to you've got to tell me what you're going to do because I, I don't Kurt, even know what to do with that one. Everybody, I got you, no problem whatsoever. So, Kurt, what's missing in your life? The same thing I'm you pitched to me. Now. I got you, buddy. I'm going to let you appreciate most flavors. So you're going to be able to expand your whole eating palate. Not only will you just enjoy the worst meats of all time, you'll be able to enjoy all of the food the only mm. caveat you're also gonna have to eat seafood once a week no, wait a minute that i <laughs> hold on i don't think you I don't think you understand this game if i like all the foods that means i like no no seafood. no 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 you like flavor <laughs> you don't have to like all the i'm not making you like all the foods i'm just letting you embrace half of the spice rack is, is this what it sounds like when <laughs> i don't understand the game <laughs> and i'm just saying things i think this, this is what it sounds like when i design the game and then deliver it like this <laughs> oh my god right you if i like all the tastes all the no, flavors don't like how can i taste i've expanded your palate i'm letting you live a world where you get to taste a lot of things and you don't just outwardly reject them because you're scared of flavor you're telling me that my reward is just eat other things that i don't necessarily like now but my punishment is i have to eat things i don't like things with taste. <laughs> right <laughs> and yes once a week you have to eat one thing you don't like it doesn't make Look. sense You've, it's completely lopsided the bad is really bad and the good is irrelevant <laughs> Curtis, you don't understand. You don't have to pick the three worst cereals of all time now. You can taste things. You get. I'm giving you the plot of Willy Wonka. I'm expanding your world. That's not... Have you seen Willy Wonka? 
What are you I don't know. About? I don't remember. It's been a long time. You were really sleep deprived. He, he breaks through the glass, which was so conf- I'd never really recovered when he did that. I thought I was going a little hard, like doing a food one, and then Ryan really went on the food bandwagon. It's yeah, like, that. The, <laughs> it's hard. It's all food. Like, what else are you going to focus on? Yeah, absolutely. You're not wrong, but this is this one's great. Like Ryan, you you've gone completely lopsided with it. You've you've made the bad really bad, and you've no, made no, the good no, no, no. irrelevant. It's, it's only once a week. It's only once a week. That's a lot of seafood, and I eat seafood all the time. It's <laughs> a lot of seafood. <laughs> I'm also can... landlocked, so uh, I don't know. Also, 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 you didn't say he would get it for free. Seafood's not cheap, so now you're adding yeah. extra expenses that's, for him. That's a bra- that's a brand negative. Curtis is fine. He'll pay. He'll pay for the food he doesn't like and like it. <laughs> So right now, my, my great negative in Brad's case, if I, if I go with Brad, I'm, I'm missing out on some of the foods I really, really love. No, time out, time out. He's, he's cut out all of the foods you really love. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Go with Ryan, forced to eat all the foods I really don't love. But you get more foods that you'll even love because you'll because t- taste is on the table now. Right, but you keep saying that. But what you don't get is <laughs> I'm content with the flavors I like. But there's I'm more. Not, this I'm, is like the opening chapter of The Giver. You're just about to see red. Let me help you see red. Black and white is fine my friend like no what? there's red brad i want to tell you awesome teleport's pretty cool ryan can you please do mine first i really gotta hear how terrible this one is compared to what you just did for <laughs> i cannot wait i didn't even think of yours <laughs> uh it's what's well, so the miracle is that your friend would think of you <laughs> On the episode where he's supposed to be nice. <laughs> you want the good to be like, Brad, you can move on from like eighth grade. Like you can go explore the world. That's my gift to you. You can go leave your hometown. Oh, Ryan, you should give him, Ryan, you should, you should give him socks that work anyway. Thank you for telling Ryan how to play this game. He put Universal no socks is, is funny. I've, I've had a long day. All right, man. I'm, I would just give you plane, one way plane ticket to uh, a better city than Baltimore. Okay. And what is the, what is the negative? What do I have to give it the sacrifice? I'll give you a minute to think about it. I'm, so, I'm sorry. The Ravens turn into the Browns when it comes to drafting. There's a football one for you. Oh, I thought you were going to make a funnier trick that the Ravens become the Browns since we were the Browns. The beforehand. Ravens become the big, you go back to being the Browns. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. I had to help you out so much on your sacrifice to me. There we go. Okay. It's been a long well, week. <laughs> that, that was a lot to think about. And I would like to thank myself for helping you. Okay. You were Curtis, helpful there. Curtis, would you like to top that? Brad, you will meet the girl of your dreams. And okay. she will fall in love with you. Chris, okay. we don't have unlimited powers here. All right. Yeah. So you live in the real world. <laughs> Great. Great. Okay. I found her with my teleporter. However, here's the catch. You will have to legally change your name to Brad and never, oh, ever again bad. use the oh. name Bradley. You will never be called Oof. by anyone Bradley. Hey, can I go? Okay. Can, we, can I go back to mine? Uh, sure, Ryan. Here's the negative. <laughs> We never go to Cafe Nervosa ever again. Oh, okay. Um, In the show Frasier. Yeah. I, can I ask Curtis a clarifying question? Of course. Can I answer it? Both of you can answer. And the answer does not have to be the same. Obviously, if I, I choose yours, I can't be called Bradley. And I have to be called Brad. Can I be called Bradford? No. We're not here to punch up your name. There's also no B-Rad. Let's get that straight. Two Ds or one D? Is it Brad or Brad? It's one D. It's four A's, though. You're not God in this. I'm God in this. <laughs> uh, it's B-R-A-D. And you, you get Wait. no nicknames no cute pet names that okay. woman who fell in love with you will call you brad and nothing else okay. well, how do you pronounce it use your midwest accent for this it's brad okay that's what she calls you every day and ryan one more clarifying question because you've changed so many times what exactly is my sacrifice right now <laughs> 
Whichever one you find worse. Okay, fair enough. I I think I find the Ravens one worse, so we'll go with that one. Uh, I thought you were going to say Cafe Nervosa, honestly. No, I don't think no, you could handle it. You said no. okay, like you know Soda, but inside you're boiling. L- losing my team for the second time would be pretty bad. We lost the Colts. No, I want to be no, I want to be clear. You don't lose the team. They just like become as embarrassing as the Browns are regularly. Okay. You're a national you embarrassment, changed. but they still they still sit in Baltimore. You have changed so many times. Um, I think that's I'm, worse. This shows how lonely I am. I'm going to go with Curtis. I thought it would have been funnier if you couldn't give up the name Bradley and we're like, I don't care if it's a girl in my dreams. Go with Ryan. Curtis, I think if Ryan had tried a little more, you might have got that result. But because <laughs> his was so all over the place and he still doesn't know what my sacrifice is, I had to go with you. No, the Ravens become the Browns, but not really. Ryan, that makes sense. Were, this is coming from me, who's terrible at these games. This was your worst game ever. In fairness, wasn't that bad. Real quick, just a little bit of business we have to do at the end of this segment. Legal insisted that I... I say this. So here goes. By participating in any content related to the hypothetical pact with a higher power, you hereby acknowledge and agree that such content is intended solely for entertainment purposes. Any reference to a pact, exchange, or miracle is entirely fictional and should not be interpreted as a genuine or legally binding commitment. Furthermore, you explicitly understand and agree that no actual contractual relationship or legal obligation is created by engaging with or considering any content related to the hypothetical pact. Any resemblance to real events or circumstances is purely coincidental. Were you going to say constitutional? Um, Who won? There's no winner. We don't have to have everyone have a winner. That's the end. Doesn't have to be a whole big thing every single time. You know? Sometimes things just sort of end. This is just nope. a, a little bit of fun. So, Ryan. Who lost? Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode? It's season 10, episode 8, Brooms with a View. Niles eats some cheese and dies. Yeah, you kind of had an easy one this time. Yeah. What, I mean, what do you know? I really I used the name of the episode and really thought through, and I was like, Brooms with a View, that means cheese death. Cheese death. I'm hoping Niles. you're so wrong. I'm hoping the title has to do with Fraser going to a hotel and has a nice view. I'm sorry. Is that? Uh, is that what you're hoping for? <laughs> yep, that's the whole episode of him just looking out a window, just looking out a window and staring. For 22 minutes enjoying the view. <laughs> <laughs> There is a 60% chance, genuinely, that the episode right before this one is not the one that that starts the heart attack storyline. It's very plausible that this show would have a heart attack for Niles and then wait three episodes to acknowledge it again. You're right that it's above 50%. That that for sure. I mean, the, the name doesn't make sense for why he would die for a minute. Yeah. And yet here we are. That will do it for us. Thanks to Kevin Cloud for our theme music and thank you for listening. I haven't said this one in a while. You should probably be subscribing to this but you probably won't maybe you'll rate it or review it on apple podcasts probably not anyway for myself for ryan for brad good morning sarajevo i hate you sarajevo city no it isn't actually need five so you guys can chit chat so should we take bets on whether he's gonna return i mean part of me thinks maybe we should reset for tomorrow this is terrible i thought about messaging earlier today to say like this whole bit idea of us being nice to each other i think most of the fun of our show is us knocking each other i'm not sure being nice is going to be funny and i maybe should have sent that text